This is Big Steve. Are you ready to ride? Hey there, this is Steve, uh, your host of Three Shots of Sobriety. Um, Finally, I have my two special guests that I've been trying to get over here for a long time, but, you know, they are working people. It's a dirty job, but somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to do it. I'm telling you. Four kids. I mean, yeah. No, so thanks for having us, man. Sorry it took us so long to get get over here and get going, man. It's just uh, time time is not on my side recently. It's not a problem, (laughs) you know, and uh, thank you, Monique. I know you're a hardworking woman. You know, making sure our country's safe and no Unabombers oh, jumping on the oh, earth. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Was so it okay to say that? Cut that part no, out. Not cutting that Jesus. Part. Nobody knows. <laughs> Nobody knows who's talking about you. Uh, All right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, thanks for having us, man. Oh, we can, you, if you want, we can start over. No, no, it's okay. All right. She's just giving her time. Oh, you know, I mean, I don't want to, you know, national security. Um, <laughs> anyway. So today, uh, you know, I know you guys are pressed for time, so we're going to get, uh, get the show rolling. Um, you know, I, I've, I came up with some topics and, uh, you know, we are three shots of sobriety yeah. and, you know, you guys are drinking the Polar Pop and... I got the Hobo Cup. And you got, my, my drink's questionable for sobriety. But, uh, well... We but you can't. know what? It's funny because uh, we'll have to get into that because I've got a whole a whole uh, new leaf I've turned over, man. So that's actually going to be good. This is the timing on this is great. Oh. And I, before we get it's a sobriety leaf, is it really <laughs> somewhat sobriety? Yeah. Anyway, okay, let him let him conduct well, the show. <laughs> look, but first of all, I do before we get into the topics. Um, what's the deal on the bike? So I don't know yet. I'm waiting. I, I have enough money to buy the bike. I don't have the money yet. I'm waiting for IRS to cut me my check. So I have to go look at it. I already talked them down to the price I think it's worth. The bike to me is badass because those those police issue ones, they come with a stage. They, they come canned. So they're, oh. they're a little faster. So where else am I going to buy an 06 Street Glide for 2500 bucks? Right. It's not going to happen. Uh, that's what you... It, yeah, that's what wow. I got. Yeah. And uh, I mean, it needs tires. It's going to need some stuff. I'm gonna change the seat, you know. But my idea is to strip it all down and have a club style bike that's a cop bike. Yeah. You know, T bars and the fucking step down seat. But I'm still gonna roll up. Whoop, it's got the siren on it still. I mean, come on. Nice. How fucking great is that? Nice. Splitting down the freeway with that shit. <laughs> I can't wait, man. Yeah, so. I've been dying to ride. You yeah. know, I, I I went out the other day and it was beautiful out. And, Perfect weather to ride. And then yesterday, I'm coming home, and there was uh, a guy, I believe, got killed right out here oh, shit. on 107th, where you make the left to come in to here. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. And they had it shut down for like eight hours. Was he in a motorcycle? Yeah. Oh, shit. And you I know, saw the car, and the passenger door was like just caved in, so. Oh, I pulled out right in front of him. Yep. I mean, you know, as, as riding, how many times you went to go be in a left-hand turn lane, locked eyes with another person? You locked eyes. You yep. looked at them. And they'll turn right in front of you. Sure enough. Like they didn't even fucking see you. And it's yeah. one of those situations. I, it looks like he was in the lane to turn left. And this dude decided, oh, well, I'm just going to make, I'm pulling out. He's turning left. Yeah. And just pulled out right in front of him. Especially the way the position of the car and everything was. Yeah. Like, instead a, of waiting. It's always sad, man. I mean, I, I, I know both of us. I mean, how many people have we lost that have been riding buddies or you know, yep. over the years that have died and you know, I, I mean, at the same time, you have to look at it. You got to say, 
you know, you can die doing anything. Exactly. You really can. And you can, everybody's got their time. I'm not super religious or whatever, but I, I do think you got a time to go. And right. you know what? If I go out on two wheels, then what, what better way to do it? You know, I hate right. to say that. I remember, I'm a family, I'm a, I'm a family man and shit. You know, I mean, I, I am. But you know what? The, the feeling and, and what, what, you, what I get out of motorcycling, it's well worth the, the, the risk. The risk. Well, I mean, there's a risk in everything. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, look at the news today. Yeah. Kobe Bryant, helicopter. Yeah, who would have thought? You know? That's so. a helicopter, it wasn't a Harley. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, and he, you know, he flew every day back and forth to work, so. But anyway, well, we're going to get going. Um, our, our first topic uh, is going to deal with you, Travis. Um, I just want to ask you, because, you know, my experiences with the law here in Arizona um, is way back in the 80s. And I was fortunate enough, I ended up going to jail for a little while, but got out, went to court, two years probation. Um, if you don't mind, could you share a little bit of your story and your dealings with the um, Maricopa County Sheriff's Department? Absolutely. So uh, this was in uh, 2002. Um, the actual crime that I was charged with, I had, I had actually committed when I was 17 years old. I was two weeks away from being 18 years old when this happened. And uh, it was funny because we were talking a little bit about the, the topics, and she's actually never even heard the full story of this, you know. So we kind of told her a little bit about it, but I, I wanted to save it for the show. So this is the first, and well, I had been in trouble for a little stupid shit like uh, curfew or, you know, minor uh, consumption, you know, stupid shit like that. I, I'd always kind of been in trouble, and I was never, I never really got... In too bad of trouble, I get brought home or whatever it was, and you know that kind of thing. So uh, when I was about when I was 17 years old, I was two weeks till I was going to be 18 years old. We were at a party, and um, this is back in the day when they had party crews. I'm aging myself right now, but there was just these six or seven people just rolling to a party and just start shit, just start fucking up the house, and you know. And I wasn't that wasn't me, but that was kind of this that was the thing. It was on the news and all this other shit. Right. So I think that's what enhanced me to being a first time. You know, getting in trouble and, and, and getting uh, it was it was a extremely short jail sentence. What party crew did you kick it with? I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't with party crews. I I was just a guy that liked to fucking get fucked up. And um, you know, at this time, I've, I've been drinking since I was twelve years old. And I mean, not just like trying it. I mean, I was drinking and fucking smoking. And sure. at this point in my life, um, I was really into pills a lot, and uh, that was. Um, that was kind of the beginning. The opioid crisis was, you know, two, you know around 2002. Everything started to kind of await. The doctors giving us these, yeah, but they're kids, yeah. you know. So we were crash lumps in order and get all fucked up and everything. So one night we were just partying. I got got fucked up, and a buddy of mine was getting was getting kind of beat uh, by another guy. And uh, I I picked up a Southern Comfort bottle <laughs> and just smashed it across this dude's face. Well, turns out he's somebody. His uncle is, ends up being the mayor of the town oh, we lived geez. in at the time. So this is starting to get a big... So I, I bounced out. I thought it was straight. I had my 18th birthday. I'm getting ready to leave to go to go out on, and tour with my band. And uh, I get a knock at the door, and it's sheriff's office. You, Travis? Yep. You're under arrest. Fuck. And at this point, I'm like, I had totally forgotten about this. Yeah. To me, it's a yeah, it's a fight, and you know, and being thirty five years old now, you don't hit somebody in the face with a fucking bottle. No, you know what I mean. Your buddy's getting whooped. Your buddy's getting whooped. That really didn't have a dog in the fight. I should have, you know, it wasn't like he was going to get killed. You know what I mean? But you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. You know, you can always look back and see it. So I'm like, 
I'm thinking, I did a beer run last week. <laughs> like, what, what is this about, you know? And uh, so they, they told me, no, this is, this is for assault with a deadly weapon. And, and, and I'm like, oh, fuck, you know? So I'm at my grandparents' house at that time. I'm living with them because I pretty much not stopped talking to my parents. They're um, super kind of, I guess they're, they're really mainstream. And, I'm, you know, I was, I was fucked up all the time. I was barely graduating high school. I was starting to get into drugs. And then I got in trouble. And uh, I didn't even call them. I didn't call them at all because I knew that they, you know, they told me, you know, once you're around, I want you to be here. You're, you know, at the time my niece was little and, you know, coming around and I was all fucked up. And I, and I understand that, you know, to a certain degree, I, I get that. But they just, you know, ripped me off. So I, I turned to the only place I could. I was with my grandma. I called my grandma. I said, hey, I got arrested and uh, I got I to get a bond out. And so she put up her house. It was, it was only supposed to be a $1,500 bond. And uh, somehow I got out on, the, on house arrest. They came two days later. Bell bonds. Had to put up another $2,000. Jeez. So fleeced her. You know, and, and for me, that was before I even got. I mean, I'd spent, I'd spent the night down at 4th Avenue Jail in the Horseshoe. And that was a fucking, that's uh, a real experience. Yeah. You know, you get in there and, and you're, you're getting ready to get processed so you can you do the over the video bullshit. And uh, it, it, that, that was fucking horrible to me. And I was like, dude, this is not... And I felt so bad for my grandma because she'd, she'd been down this road with my, my dad, you know, her son, um, and who I, I wasn't talking to at the time. I think he had just got out of prison um, at, this, at this time. And so I felt so bad for putting her through it, you know, and, and I... So I get, get, get bought in the house rest. I'm not doing anything. I'm just sitting around the house. I can't do shit. And I just remember feeling like such a piece of shit that here's these 80-year-old people are putting up their house after how many times have they done this for their own kid? And I'm following down this road, and it was just, it was really shitty. So I ended up, I got in, I got my court date. I ended up pleading it down, and it ended up being a, um, a second a second degree uh, felony, which was, wasn't aggravated. It didn't have to carry a sentence. I was sentenced to 90 days. This was when Joe had his tent bullshit. Oh, jeez. And uh, <laughs> I was, I was, uh, I was supposed to, to, to get, to go in, to intake, in July, July 15th of uh, 2003, 2002, sorry. And uh, it was hotter than balls, and <laughs> it was fucking stunk, and oh scratchy wool, fucking, and I was out, I did I did 66 days, I was out early, they didn't really, whatever, and I, and you know, my public defender at the time was like, you know, I don't even know how the fuck you caught, you know, even got a charge, you don't have any major priors, and it was just, it was one of those things, like, kid I hit, the, the, the kid, the kid I hit knew somebody, and there was a, you're, are you at a party crew? I was the guy, listen, dude, I'm not in any of this shit. I'm, I'm, right. I'm the guy who made a shitty decision, you know? And, but what was good, what came from it is, when I did get out at 66 days, I was on, I was on probation, I was on a one-year probation, and part of that was I had to, I had to attend uh, meetings, and I had to see a, a therapist. And uh, it actually was probably one of the best things that I, it could have happened for me because I, I was able to reflect on the decisions and how something that I literally said, fuck it, I don't even remember this going, I, I put it back. I didn't think it was going to be a deal. And here I am doing, you know, two and a half months in the fucking summer sun in these tents, Yeah. which, you know, I know that doesn't sound like a big deal, you know, for guys done the time you've done, guys done the prison time, that's a fucking walk in the park. We had canteen. It was... You know, I would. It wasn't bad. I, I don't. I never got. 
never had any fucking problems. I was on very low, you know, minimum security fucking, you know, set of tents. So it wasn't like it was, it just sucked. It was like the worst camping trip of my life, I guess. The, <laughs> yeah, best, exactly. the best way to put yeah. it, you know, but, but coming out and going and, and seeing a therapist and having to revisit the fact that what I had put my family through, you know, at the time I'm, you know, I'm 18 years old. I don't fuck everybody, fuck everything. I don't right. care. But the thing I did care about was putting my, my grandparents through that and having them, you know, having to put up a house and worry about if I'm going to fucking do what I'm supposed to do, if I'm going to make my court date, somebody do this type of shit. And having a, you know, fuck, they're 80 years old and they're doing me a favor. They're taking care of me. That's not their fucking job. And here yeah. I am. You know, so it really made me reevaluate things. And um, I didn't, I, 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 I stopped fucking with the, the pills. And I continued to drink. And I, there was a time where I, I'd stopped, I'd stopped everything. And I was just kind of recalibrating myself. And that's something I still do to this day. I'll stop drinking for a, a period of time and kind of recalibrate or whatever it is. But I think that if I hadn't have had that follow-up, that probation follow-up and having to talk to somebody and, and, and go through that experience, who knows, man. I really, right. I, I, I mean, I, for me, and I always look back, I've had some shitty times in my life. That was the beginning of what's supposed to be my life. And I'm already fucking this up. And so to kind of look back at it, it definitely made me realize what I need to be doing. And so I haven't, you know, I, I, I won't say I haven't been in handcuffs since, but I haven't been arrested. They love to pull you over. They do. So are you still friends with the guy that was fighting that you defended? No, no, no. I haven't. What's really? funny is I haven't seen him since that, that night. I've never wow. seen him. He moved, uh, he moved away and I've, I've not seen him since. You know, and was the rehab for the pills? The rehab was it was a general, um, just it was for everything. I was doing pills, I was drinking, I was smoking weed. It was a general detox type type of program where you know, and they tried to do work the steps and that kind of thing. And and and, and I saw some value in it. Don't get me wrong, the the program. What I liked about that particular program, and I mean this was almost this was 20, 20 years ago, going back and looking at it. But one of the things I liked about it was it was really flexible. A lot of times, and I've been, I've been actual rehab, rehab where it's like, this yeah. is what we're doing. And I, I'm just not a person that does that. I'm not trying to say like I'm some really badass, but I don't like being told what to do. Right. I want to do it when the fuck I want to do it, how I want to do it, and I know what's best for me. Fuck off. And this was cool because it, it kept me where I needed to be, but it gave me the freedom to decide how I needed to attack the issue. And so for me, that was invaluable. And that was the only time I ever had a program right. that was like that. Um, where it, it gave me the play and it was it worked the best for me and maybe for some people it doesn't some people walk out of those parameters and they know they can push it and you know I guess whatever but for me as long as it kind of helped me toddle down the road so to speak yeah you, man, you really shouldn't do that but it's okay you learn from that well, you know it was just a constant guidance and, it, and it's worked really well I haven't really I haven't you know I haven't been arrested since I haven't been in trouble with drugs or right. stealing money or <clears throat> any of that shit that I used to pull you know and so I, I, I think yeah, it was a negative experience, but I think it was a negative experience that helped craft me into uh, to knowing what I, what I should and shouldn't be doing in life. Well, honestly, like, I, you know, I, some people learn from those experiences, and then other people go in there and they're like, mm, that wasn't too bad. Let me go out and fuck up some more. Right. I you haven't did, hit the rock bottom yet? Well, you know, I, I saw a lot of guys come in and out of prison. I'd be like, you're back? They're like, ah, I fucking need a break, man. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, what? That's crazy. You know, and they come in, sucked up 120 pounds, hit the weight pile, get buffed up, healthy again, and ready to hit the streets. 
And I'm like, Jesus, man. I think personally, I mean, so when I got arrested in the early 80s, I went through the horseshoe, the whole nine yards. And uh, I was going down for two ounces of methamphetamine. That's a big deal in the, in the, yeah. And they wanted to give me some time. And I kind of wish maybe I had done time back then because, you know, it can guide you differently yeah, and right. be like, yeah, that's not for me. It, it definitely it definitely guided me. And, and I think, you know, it's funny because you said like, some guys, they come back or whatever. And you know what? If I had been in contact with my parents and I, I would have seen them sacrifice I was like, fuck them. I don't, I don't care. That, that's <laughs> right. But it was so, uh, I don't know if the word I want to use is embarrassing. It was just, I was fucking ashamed that I was having to rely on these old people who are, so I'm supposed to be taken care of. And here I am, yeah. you know, putting your fucking house up so that I can fucking it's get out of court with you. No, yeah. It, it, I mean, it fucking, I mean, my hand, my, my hand, this is my grandma. This is grandma. <laughs> yeah. she Not raised, Amanda, it's grandma. Yeah. <laughs> and I, uh, I, I, I think that, I think that you know, it was all the circumstances were right to shove me in the way I needed to go. You know, so yeah. I, I, I'm thankful for it. I really am. Well, it's good, man. You know, and, and you know, to learn from that is awesome. You know, I mean, it's there's a lot of people that don't, you know, and uh, that's awesome. I got lucky. I was, I was, because it was actually occurred when I was 17 years old, once I got on probation, I was able to get expunged. So it's never... Right. It's never caused me any issues as far as moving in somewhere or sure. getting a job or anything. So, I mean, really, it was it was one of those lessons where I I don't really have the scars from it anymore. I just have the memories of what I need to not do. Exactly. You know, so, it, I mean, to me, it was a win-win. You know, it's like fucked up. I don't look at it as I got fucking caught. Somebody said something. Like, I, no, I, I fucking did it. And fortunately, this is where it took me, you know. I mean, it could have it could have went so many other ways. I mean, you know, you've seen that. So. Yeah, and you know what? And, and you're very fortunate, man. You got a great family. You know, I mean, you're doing good, and uh, that's awesome, man. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. So <laughs> let's let's go to the next thing. Um, and because I am a felon, um, I'm just kind of curious. I, you know, I know that you know when I first met you, you you weren't judgmental as far as I know. If you were, it was in the back of your mind. Right. Um, but, you know, as we developed friendship and you, you brought me in to meet your family and I got to meet Monique and then I got to meet all the girls. Right. Um, what has been both of your opinion on people who've committed serious crimes like like mine, you know, a murder? Yeah. Do you want to? Do you want to go first? Well, you met him first, and and then uh, I just remember you telling me about him and how how like a, much of a cool guy he was, and uh, you know, pretty down to earth, cool guy or whatever. You you told me what he did, but uh, you didn't really emphasize on that too much. More of like the person that he is yeah. now. I feel like right. Um, so then, whenever I met you, I wasn't. I don't know. I guess I wasn't like super afraid or. I don't know. Like, I was more trusting because he had already met you and sure. kind of, you know, he wouldn't bring somebody who's a danger around our family. Right. So. Do you feel like um, people that have been convicted of those type of crimes, like mine, mm -hmm. um, can change before you met me? Probably not. Yeah, I didn't think, I didn't think so. I, I, I did. And I, and I like I said, my, my, my dad, my, my father was in prison my whole life. And, uh, got some charges 
were significant. And I was I was raised around a lot of other dudes who I knew were stone cold killers. And uh, I'm, uh, since I was a child, and uh, I think you want a popsicle, you want a can of soda, you know. I never, I knew what it was, but I think I was kind of taught at a very early age what's happening right now. Right. You know, there's people that have never set foot in a fucking prison. They've never had a handcuff around their wrist that I can meet a couple times and go, this isn't somebody I want fucking around me. And there's people that can do 27 years in prison or they can be convicted of a very heavy fucking crime. And right now, the conversation, we're looking at each other in the eyes, we're, we're talking. I know what your past is. You're up front. You're telling me what's going on. You've never done me dirty. Well, guess what? That's that's what I'm looking at right now. Right. I'm a, I'm a short-sighted person because I have been through what I've been through. And I've been around people, you know, uh, I've, I've been to, to, to parties when, as, as a kid. You know, so-and-so's getting out. You know, I mean, I just, uh, it's never been a thing for me to, to worry about what happened in the past because I do know that people can change. And I do know that people, even sometimes people that don't necessarily change, They've learned how to modify themselves to be able to fit into a normal, sure. you know, status quo, if you will. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're, maybe they, maybe they still have some some demons they're dealing with, and that's that's okay. Um, but what I look at when I see that is I don't I don't try to I don't judge because I wasn't there. What I am here for is right now, and whatever you're showing me right now, that's what I'm going to judge you on. I'm going to judge you on the merit of what's going on right now. Is that the case with everybody? No, I don't think so. But I would like to, I would like to believe that people, for the more more part, they do do that. They do because to look at somebody and go, oh, you know, like if I met you, hey, Steve's a good guy. We're gonna go ride. We're gonna bike night. We're gonna do this. Oh yeah, cruise over, have some burgers, and then you you go, hey, by the way, I don't, you know, I just want to let you know. Oh, well, fuck you, I'm out. Right, right. What, what is that? Come on. Yeah. Everything was fine until I learned a piece of history. That history has no bearing on who you are today because why? I'm fine. So I think that you know when I did say, hey, you know, I met Steve. Steve's this cool dude. He comes down to Harley all the time. Da 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 da. We're gonna hang out. You know, whatever it might be. By the way, he's got a little backstory. You know what I mean? <laughs> Just a wee bit. But but at the same time, it was never like, you know, oh, I'm gonna hang out with Steve the murder. No, I'm gonna hang right, with Steve. Right, I'm gonna right. hang out with Steve, my friend. Right. You know what I mean? Because I, it doesn't. That that was before. Sure. And obviously, you know, like I said, I, I'm a pretty good judge of, of people. I, if I if I think you're you're sour grapes, I'm not having you around. So. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and it's like, and the reason I asked this question and was one of the topics is because so many people judge, you know, if I was to just, you know, and, and it goes with dating too. Yeah. Okay. Like I'll tell the woman straight up right off the bat, hey, look, you know, I did some time and it was for this, but here's a little bit of why. Right. You know? And there's a lot to your story are of why more, that, that changes Are they more things. understanding? Yeah, they are. You know, I mean, instead of just going, hey, look, you know, my name's Steve. And before we really start going out, I want you to know I was in prison for 27 years for murder. Mm-hmm. And I don't leave it at that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they're well, like, there's more to it. Well, thanks for the info. And by the way, I have an appointment to get my nails done. You know what I mean? Something's on the stove at home. Right. <laughs> so, you know, I, I let them know that, you know what, it was a time in my life, you know, I made some bad decisions and uh, I was around some people that um, were making even worse decisions. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I don't sugarcoat it. You know, I don't, oh, I, you know, I didn't mean to be there. Yeah, I meant to be there. Right. 
but I didn't mean for what to happen. Well, honesty is key. You know. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I, I, and I and I feel like you know, as as, as a father, and I have four four girls, and I, they come over here, we hang out, uh, we have a barbecue, I bring the kids, and my kids will come in and they'll they'll hug Steve. Steve's family. No. They know they know they're gonna go in and eat all of his goddamn rich crackers, which are probably hey. doing right now. They, they <laughs> There's know. some club crackers right over there. I'm surprised the dog hasn't devoured. They, they they know they know that that's that's family. Yeah. No, and they, so my hopes in that is as they get older and they encounter people that they can they can look back at that and go, No, I, I knew a dude in the past and he was a fucking awesome guy. Yeah. So you know, whatever you can do to break that stigma because people are fucking judgy. That's you know? horrible, yeah, man. It really is, man. It really is. I mean, on face value, you know, looking, I, you and I have a similar look. We're big fucking dudes with tattoos, and, and you get yours are prison tats. And, you know, people will, will change the way they do things. They'll fucking step around. You know, dude, I'm just a normal motherfucker. I just, I don't do the shit you do. I'm not, I'm not into fucking golf or whatever. I'm right, in, right. I'm into Harleys and, and, right. and, and fucking, you know, that's, that's what I'm into doing. Doesn't mean I'm a bad guy. I just don't live the way you live and fucking exactly. khaki, khaki pants all day. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, just get break that up as fast, you know. And that's what I try to teach them. So. And then, what's your view on, on that? You know, I mean, learning about someone's past. I mean, how do you get by it? Um, I mean, I know you're not just taking his word. Yeah, I can. You know what I mean? Whatever, you know. <laughs> No, no, he's saying, what he's saying is like... Get this woman a drink, man, because she's like super freaking quiet today. (laughs) That's what happens if you don't give her liquor. She's got to work tonight. So, I guess what he's saying is, you know, obviously I I had explained that Steve's a good dude or whatever, but what what did you personally catalog in order to go, yeah, my husband... And I'm not looking for, not just me, I'm talking in general. In general, whenever you you meet somebody, what what are you using as criteria? To judge whether or not they're worthy to be around you or your family. What are you, what are you using for that? The type of person that they are. If there's somebody exactly. negative or like that I don't want in my life, then I'm not going to like uh, be drawn towards that. If it's somebody right. who is different, then i be drawn towards that. I don't know. See, I, I've, I've, I don't know. I, I want to say, although I've had some shitty judgment um, <laughs> over the past couple of years when it comes to women <laughs> you know what dude it's not your fault it's that friend downstairs sitting under the shed exactly it's that, guy that causes the problems trust me <laughs> you know he doesn't think right you know he's he's a little jumbled yeah. but it's you know um i'm usually a pretty good judge of character you know and, and that's what i my specialty was actually in prison you know what i mean he's yeah. a pretty good judge of character too it's to i think all people. that sa- salesman right and judging well, well, yeah, I think so. Sales, but you're also there's a natural cutie to it too. Yeah, especially like you're saying, being being in the prison world, that was not a matter of it's was, a matter of life current, and death. Can currency? I trust this person? Exactly. Is that currency a little bit? Um. Well, no. It's just you know when you when when guys come on a yard, you know you have to kind of get a feel. Is there something shifty or shady about this cat? And if there is, let's really look into this because he's hiding something. Mm. He could be a child molester, rapist, snitch, Mm -hmm. testified in court against his crimes, whatever the case may be. You know, they always walk with a different walk. And if you can see that, you're like, hmm, you just gave yourself away, Mm. you know. So that's when you start checking it out. Because you don't want people like that on the yard with you. Mm -hmm. 
You know, I mean, if when things happen and uh, you want to make sure they're going to be there and if something happens during, you know, the situation, mm -hmm. you don't want him to be going and saying, look, it wasn't me that stabbed that dude. It yeah. was so-and-so right, right. because they have a record of doing that. Yeah. Even, even from my, my time with Tennyson County, people don't understand that the line between what seems everything's going good in complete fucking chaos is just threadbare. Oh, yeah. And if you have somebody that's around you that is a weak link and they're going to snap that, everything is a chain reaction in a confined situation like that. Exactly. And so you have to very quickly, can I, can I rely on this person to not only back me up, can I rely on this person to do what they say they're going to do, can I rely on them to shut the fuck up? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. And so you, you kind of really quickly get that. And I think I, 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 I don't know that I wouldn't attribute my uh, ableness to do that strictly from just, you know, spending 66 days in jail. I was, I was in sales for years. That's why I've, I've always done that. And there's a lot to that as well. Well, no, but that like comes said, from, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean just from being locked up either. Right, it's right. something that you can. You can see. And it's funny because you talk about that walk. People will walk <laughs> timid. You'll see them on the balls of their feet. Like they are scared of their own shadow. And, 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 and you can see my mannerisms. Sometimes people are real jerky. And, and you, mm -hmm. you can go, oh, this motherfucker right, right. here. You know, I had that, that happened to me earlier, though, at, at Food City, remember? Oh, yeah, you were and talking about that. I was telling about, that, about yeah. this guy. So he's pushing a stroller with a kid that's like three years old. And this guy, he looks like he just got released from prison like two minutes ago. He's got the sweatpants on, the white t-shirt, <laughs> the look in the face that he was in jail. And so I'm like, okay, he kind of catches my eye because he's pushing a fucking stroller, you know? And so uh, over in, in our neck of the woods, there's the Alote Man. Do you know what that is? He sells corn. With oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. And the oh, yeah. So uh, there was one of those carts just kind of parked there that had all his stuff that he needed to sell the Alote. And you see the, the guy who looks like he just got out of jail, right? He, he walks past it and he's like, what the hell? Like, nobody's here with this shit, you know? And then he starts looking around like, I'm going to fucking take some shit, you know? Right. And that's that natural instinct that you get from, from how to look at people. Yeah. So, well, it's like, so I see this and then like I'm walking out and I see him like, you know, casing the... the, the right, the, right, the, right. Whatever. And then, you know, he sees all these other people around. So he decides to not take anything and just keep moving. But it was like, I saw that little like sort of interaction, which caught my eye. It was, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, it, it's funny because uh, I, I remember your cousin had just gotten out of jail. Which one? Uh, Cookie. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. They yeah. talked about this when he goes around in the. And this yeah. and I and I I didn't know anything about this. We hadn't been dating super long. I don't think we were married at the time. And so we're there at this this family thing, and this dude comes down and he's got his hands behind his back and he walks around the entire table, and then he sits down and he's just like, and I'm like, this motherfucker just got out of the joint. Like, you can tell because you don't, especially with the essays, they don't break habit for shit. They're, right. That means probably still fucking sitting here lying out his pants every night. Yeah, you know what I mean. But it was funny because you, like you said, I could tell this dude just got because most people can't tell that. Okay. <laughs> and and because and, and I, the reason I'm trying to show light on that is, is you have been around people, so you're able. You're, and I think that well, alluding to what you're saying is, is well, I, but but I mean <laughs> alluding to what Steve's saying is, is you have to have experience with different things to identify them, where yeah, most people exactly. don't have those experiences. Right. So. So a lot of people would probably have looked at that dude and like, not even trip like. Not even notice what you notice. Yeah. You know, I notice that shit yeah. all the time. 
I'll be like, ooh, that motherfucker's getting ready to make a move. <laughs> and boom, they do. And I'm like, man, he's a scumbag. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, I, honestly, I've yeah. seen shit in stores. I, I, I kind of always have to pay attention to that, too, because I got my kids with me all the time. I mean, you never know when somebody's going to come at me sideways or something, you know? Well, they do. <laughs> you know. I got a knife. Just, you know, one kick. swift kick to the nuts. You know, but... Well, thank you. You know, um, now our last topic, and if you're comfortable to go on with this. Yeah, let's go. Okay. So, and this is, um, you know, and I learned this not too long ago about, um, and I'm not going to go into it because I, I don't know the whole story, but you have shared in the past that you actually have a relative who's doing time. Right. For what we call a hot one. A hot one. A hot one. Oh. <laughs> it's one of the worst crimes there is. Yeah, it know? is. So it's, um, and um, if you could, and like I said, I don't want to, you know, yeah. say. You tell as much as you want. Uh, yeah. I, okay, so yeah. here's my story. So uh, back in 2000, I was 13 years old. I lived uh, in a house. With my mom, my stepdad, and my brother. My brother was 16 years old. Um, and while living under this house, my brother endured a lot of like emotional, um, psychological, and physical abuse, like um, on the regular, right? Um, and I, I don't think it really came at the hands of your stepdad. At the hands of my stepdad, and I didn't really come to that conclusion. It took me a long time to come to that. Because initially, that's not how I felt. Um, but he he had a lot of um, you know stuff that he endured and uh there was a lot of pressure on him and uh one night he got really upset he, i mean it was all building inside of him right and they just say that he snapped he got really pissed off and um he murdered my mother and then he went and uh like my mom and my stepdad didn't used to sleep in the same uh, bedroom so my mom was in the bedroom and then her boyfriend was uh in the living room on the floor so my brother murdered my mother and then he stabbed her boyfriend and then he left, left the house. Um, and so what happened the next day is they found him and he tried to make it seem like it wasn't his fault. He didn't do it. And so I kind of stood by him like the first, I don't know, until we got to court. And then in court they had to plead it down and he had to plead guilty to it. And so... Um, I think that at that point, I sort of felt like I was fooled. Like, why are you lying about it? Just be honest about it, you know? Um, so when I found out the truth, I didn't talk to him for a long, long time. Um, and it wasn't until, like, we had we had kind of some stuff that had went on, and I ended up going through, like, um, like just kind of healing. Like, a, a healing process, you know? She had to, she had to come to a realization because... Yeah. You know, she she talks about this story, and I mean, can you imagine? And, and I and I've heard this story to to go through it, and there was a, there was a point where you opened the door, right? And she witnessed. I mean, it wasn't like an after. Um, yeah, I, I I opened the door, and my mother was on the floor. Yeah, I, I came in. And she went into shock, closed the door, and got back in her bed. No, that's not. That's, I okay. screamed. Oh, yeah. You, well, you screamed, and yeah. then yeah, I just I screamed. I, I couldn't do it. I was in total like shock. Couldn't, um, couldn't function. I mean, and you were 13. I was 13 years old. Yeah. Jeez. I mean, talk about that's really traumatic. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I never, I, I never really processed that that traumatic 
um, event, I don't think, like, really process it. You know, I was 13. I didn't right, have anybody. Right. She did it until two years ago. Right. Not two years ago, but... Yeah, two years ago. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs> and I don't say that because I love you, but it was two years ago. <laughs> it might have been. I don't know. So, anyways, I had to go through a lot of healing about that traumatic event and um, kind of reframing my mind about stuff and... I was able, like I said, to determine that he was going through a lot of psychological and physical and emotional just abuse on, on the daily, on the regular, you know. Um, and I don't blame anybody. I'm not, I don't carry around any hate anymore like I used to, but uh, you, you just can't hang, hang on to that, you know. Um, so, yeah, I, I just kind of went through all the healing and I reformulated it and... Um, like I said, I don't hate him. I just that, that's I understand. Huge. That's huge. Well, that is huge. I mean, I'm, that's magnanimous. But have you? I mean, and I'm not pushing. Yeah. Have you um, any contact with him now? Um, I try to. It's it's so weird, like to try to get the information to contact him. Like it's not online. The sort of. Because there's a special number. No, I've tried. Steve, no, Steve I tried. Help okay, you can help me. Steve can find Steve any can, criminal in any me. state. You can help me. Because I tried. If to you want, it. I'll help you out. Yeah, I tried to do it once, and I wrote him a letter, but I didn't get the correct information, so the letter came back to me. Okay. So. But that letter was important. Why was that letter important? Um, I forgave him, and okay. I, I wrote him a letter where I told him that I, I had forgiven him for what he has done. And that's that's. Of a huge healing process for you. Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? And that, I don't know him, mm -hmm. <clears throat> um, but that letter could mean a world of difference to him too. Right. Here's the thing with that that I'm a little bit kind of on the fence about though. I don't want to tell him, I, I forgive you, and then for him to be like, okay, now, how can you get me out of here? Because my 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 feeling behind it is you fucked up. You're where you're gonna be. Well, there's no him getting out of there. That's not up to you. I don't think he would ask you that. I mean, how long has you been down? Uh, it, this happened in 2000, so 20 years. Okay. 20 years. Um, do you know what the um, sentence was? Was it just life? I don't remember. I don't recall the details. Because a lot of, um, like, in Arizona, and I don't know all the specifics, but, uh, like, they give a life sentence, and you're going to do at least 25 years, you know. <coughs> Excuse me. I was trying to open it. Um, <laughs> it happens, man. <laughs> man. Um, I just, I couldn't imagine, I, I don't know, like, in, for me, that's just so hard in my mind. I don't know, because you... He's, he's institutionalized on top of, you know, committing a, a horrendous crime. Like, what type of person... Do you know he's institutionalized? Well, that's sure. my opinion. I haven't, obviously, I had no sort of... I have no sort of... Um, You're basing it off what we were just talking about. Your cousins or anybody else that's done yeah. time in the joint. Yeah. But, you know, going, being that he was incarcerated at the age of 16, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be in, uh, institutionalized. Because, as you know, and... There's a lot of steps that it takes to get you somewhere. Steve doesn't circle the table before he sits down. He's 27 years. <laughs> yeah. 
Steve doesn't do a lot of anything really that he did in prison except for keep his house fucking immaculate. Smells amazing here today. Wow, and he's got the new lighting. I mean, holy shit! I got my I got my new light too. I haven't got it up. Hopefully, hopefully, I'm not overstepping. I'm just have a question. You know, Steve says unusual uh, with Arizona first degree murder charge. That's a first degree murder charge. Yeah, getting 25 years. Yeah, so I mean, with five years possibly, your brother would be eligible for parole. Right. Let's say he gets parole. Okay. How is that? Are you going to reach out? What if he reaches out to you? What are the steps that you can? Where, where do you expect that to go? I guess is what I'm asking. Um. So back to that sort of thing where we talked about what we want more of in our life, right? So you can sort of read people's energy if they're they're sort of a negative and you don't want them in your life and you don't have them in the, in their life. Like I, there's a family member. That's pretty close that I've written off as so much as to say that this person is dead. I no longer talk to them, you know, because they're just not somebody I want to have in my life. Sure. I don't want you talking about the past in my life. No, let's have a conversation. Let's talk about right now. Don't fucking tell me I look like this and, and, and right, you know, right. like stuff from the past. I, I don't want that in my life. So I guess what I'm trying to say is um, if I were to form a relationship, then I can kind of, you know decide if I wanted him to have him right. but, but uh, deep down inside I think that there's a lot of fear um, well of course yeah that would I mean yeah and he, yeah of course I mean here's the thing so I mean I'm a prime example I'm not saying you know everybody does what I did um, most of the people that I know <clears throat> honestly from 20 years ago <laughs> We were all in the same yard together, and we were all lifers. We were all in there for murders. Got all day. And every single one of them are out now. I just had my last best you friend, thirty-eight awesome. years. He just paroled Tuesday, and thank goodness I get seen this. That's weekend. awesome. That's way cool. He's the reason why we all have college degrees. Wow. Because he's the one that started the college program. That's cool. But people can change. Yeah. So. You know, if he does get out, and I mean, believe me, I I know of lifers that have gotten out, yeah. and I'm like, holy fuck, I hope they don't live next door to me. Ugh. Seriously. Yeah. You know, um, it doesn't mean, and just from what I know from Arizona Department of Corrections, yeah. um, they're not just letting anybody out. Yeah. You've got to prove yourself right. before right. they'll give you, you that opportunity. Yeah. That shows your change. excellence and your... Yeah, I get that. You know, so... I'm not saying that you should trust their judgment. <laughs> okay? But it's, but it's a good starting point. It's yeah. a good starting point. Okay. You got to look at it and say... He had to earn his way out. Mm-hmm. Now... A lot of guys that I know thought that they could go to the parole board and bullshit their way through. Those are some highly educated fucking people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, the parole board's not people at Walmart. No. I mean, <laughs> they're like ex judges right. and okay. sheriff's departments. And and, yeah. And yeah, I mean, they know right. their shit. Yeah. And they can just look at you when you're sitting at the parole board and be like, mm, yeah, right. no, we're going to deny you three years because yeah. you're a fucking lying asshole. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out. Right. You know, and, um, I don't know how it works here as far as what you got to do, but in like California, they're going to ask questions like, what's the inside of your crime? And I think we've discussed this before. It's not one of those things where you go, 
well, I was just mad and I had a bad day. You know, no. What led you to become the type of person who could commit a crime like this? Yeah. Where did it begin? And I've always, after I sat and just thought and thought and thought and studied and read, and it went all the way back to my childhood mm -hmm. because of the way my dad was. Right. The right. abuse. Yeah, for sure. So I fucking held my anger in because I always, my mom, and I don't fault her for this, rest her soul. Mm -hmm. You're just like your father, or you're going to be just like your mm -hmm. father. So and it's like, mentally. fuck, I don't want to be like that yeah. piece of shit. Yeah. So I am going to swallow <laughs> a gang of shit. Yeah. I'm not going to be violent. I will never lay, and I'm glad about this, but never lay a hand on a woman. Yeah. Um, but I held my anger inside, and I used my size for intimidation, where I didn't have to fight. Mm -hmm. I could look at somebody and just kind of <laughs> growl, and they're like, mm, I'm good. You know, so it worked, but I never learned how to release that anger. Right. Right. And it builds, it's toxic. It oh, builds it's horrible. Toxic, it really is. So after so many years, you know, shit happens, and, and that's what happened with me. So, But you have to realize that and recognize that, and you have to show the parole panel or however they fucking do it here this is what I know and this is what happened and this is where I was at in my head and this is why I was there and so you know I mean I'm not you know pushing preaching you know you're gonna do what you feel is right you have a family you have your daughters you got a lot I don't have shit. I can let a fucking criminal walk through my door. You have a dope-ass cat. I do have a dope-ass cat. And a noisy fucking dog. That's, and the, the bells. Yeah. That's all I'm fucking hearing for the last half hour. Everybody say hi to Scrum. Yeah. He's back and forth, back and forth. I don't know what the fuck he's doing. But, um, you know, I don't have anything to lose. So I can take a little bigger chance and... I mean, I just had two people and I just did a podcast and I met over a fucking delivery. Hey, by the way, that was great. They, weren't they cool? They, they really awesome wanted people. to meet you guys. And they you were, know what? And I'm bummed it didn't work out because awesome people. And you know what? I hope they keep both of them. Keep on going. Yeah. And, um, and I, I mean, it was, it was awesome content. I, it's so crazy because like our shows are so antithesis <laughs> but, I, but I fucking love it because they do compliment each other because we're still talking about life. We're still talking right. about What's really going on, you know? Right. Um, for us to come on your show and answer these questions is so different than what we do because we're fucking around, you know? We, we're doing this. But it's every everybody has got a couple different sides. I wouldn't say two sides. <laughs> we have a side that's serious and we can deal with it. And I love the opportunity to come on the show and be able to do something different than we're just making fun of strippers all day. Because I feel like... <laughs> I mean, although... <laughs> We may have to do an episode. We still gotta, we gotta go, go to out Christie's. there. We, we gotta, gotta go to Christie's Cabaret, man. Christie's. Go Christie's. But no, this has been a great opportunity, man. Your last episode was amazing, and uh, every t it's weird, dude, because every time I see and I see the likes and I see the, the the traction you're getting on your videos, and I'm like, you know what? This is awesome because I feel like I'm a part of this. It's a, it's one of my little. You know, we've been hand in hand this whole No, you guys are a huge and, part of this, really. And, and I, dude, I, and I love it because I know that you enjoy it, and I think that it's, I think it's doing shit. I think it's doing important shit. 
I really do. I hope so, man. I, I hope really so. I'm just trying to get a little different light. I mean, don't get me wrong. We're going to have some fuck around, have, <laughs> well, sure. you know, sure. jokes and laughs. I mean, when you're riding that fucking police motorcycle, you know, I got to Dude, I'm going to come up behind you. Boop, 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 boop. You know, <laughs> fuck it. I'm not pulling over, man. I'm not going back. We're going to hold court in the streets, brother. <laughs> I'm just going to keep going. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, you know, and you guys, you know, you're three shots of honesty, man. I love it. And uh, I mean, I, I don't, you know, I, I think you're right. We have two separate ends of the fucking spectrum here, but not saying I'm not going to fucking just be a fucking clown, you know. Is that, which one? It's just grumpy. Uh, <laughs> it's usually Owen making his appearance. I think the girls, and by the way, your girls are fantastic, man. Thank you. you know, I mean, exactly. we're sitting here recording, and you, you can barely hear them in there, and they have to be entertained. I mean, and that's the thing about a podcast, and, you know, you're going to hear shit in the background, and it's yeah. like, so what? It's man? never it's never perfect. I mean, so what? It's never perfect. We recorded our... Episode three yesterday. Oh really? And, who, uh, who was your guest? Oh, it wasn't me. No, it wasn't. But who was this your was guest? It was a non-video. It was a non-video show. In the show. dark, audio uh, only. In the dark. With my sweatpants on. <laughs> in the uh, dark. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to listen to that one. It was. Is it out yet? Not yet. No, not yet. Uh, we're gonna put it out on Monday. Yeah. So, so. Did, were you proud of the editing of episode two? Yeah, it was great. He did a great job on yeah. that. I, I Although tried. I I I, I, I just, fucked it up. No, no, no. The audio was awesome. I just wish that there was a better angle where I could see their faces. Well, you changed. Okay, hold up. Okay. I tried shit. so oh. many fucking times with them, and they'll even tell you they do not listen well. And I'm like, because poor Jessica. Yeah. And you know, I have. If you told me to pick her out of lineup, I couldn't. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe that was the fucking. Maybe by her kneecaps. I don't know. <laughs> So, hey, about them, too. Uh, what's today? Sunday. That's what you get when you don't work. Um, tomorrow, um, I'm going to an NA meeting with them. Wow. Yeah, out in Sun City How West. How long has it been since you've been to a meeting? Probably since you joined. Since I paroled, yeah. yeah. That's good news. I mean, I continued to go because I was kind of, um, in a way, like, you know, mentoring others but right. still in there you need to kind of follow some steps mm-hmm. yeah you know what i mean and um well it's like you never had a conversation before you can get go and join fast as you can on the streets anything you want anything i used to be able to get it right from my next door neighbor if i wanted it you know what i mean but i'm gonna go to the meeting tomorrow night cool. it's my what's today's date Today, I believe, is the 20... It's 26th today. Okay, so I have 20 years and 26 days wow. clean. Wow, dude. That's you know awesome. what? Hold on. 20. Hi, thank you, thank you, thank you. You should have had a 2020 no, party when it was 20 years and 20 days. You know, so... <laughs> no, that's impressive, dude. Yeah, that's impressive. Cool. Like, Brandon is getting a hold of the people at the meeting. It's 7 o'clock tomorrow night, Sun City West. I've got R.H. Cool. Johnson, so... Um, they're even going to have my name on the cake, supposedly, for my 20 years. Well deserved, man. That's yes, that's so, amazing. Definitely. You know, and I'm going there because they're getting their 30 day, and so I'm like, you know, you know, I'm coming for you, but but you know what? What's, what's great about that is you know that that 30 days turns into 60, turns oh, into 120, and then turns into 20 years. 
I, honestly, I mean, yeah. I when when we were talking, see, it was my New Year's resolution. Okay, 1999, New Year's Eve, going into 2000. I told myself, you know what, man, you want to go home, you have family, you have friends, your mother is ill, been ill since 1970. You need to get your ass home. Why are you risking losing that opportunity? Of getting high. Of getting high. So I was like, I'm done. Starting January 1. That's it. I'm a new man. And I stuck to it. You know, so. And, it, it, and that's, that's rough. I mean, and I, and I know because coming off of, of opioids and um, I, I wouldn't even say it was heavy, but I dealt with withdrawals and I dealt no. with that. And I mean, it's funny because we, she, just today she asked me, she said, she said do, you, do you think you have an addictive personality? And I said, absolutely I do. <laughs> and there is such a thing. I believe oh, yeah. I, I, I totally believe that. You know, like I, I've tried to quit chewing. I, I've been yeah. chewing since I was 12 years old. Um, Anytime we find a new restaurant, we have to have it. Like, like every, weekend. every weekend. I don't see a problem with that. Well, <laughs> but I get addicted. I love it, you know. And it's like, but this last week, um, so last, last Saturday, I got, I got drunk as shit. Sunday we came over and we did we did all stuff that, together. Yep. I didn't drink, and I went all the way until Saturday night drinking. Which I know normal people are like, that's a week. Who cares? Yeah. Sometimes I gotta check myself because I will drink every fucking day for months at a time. Yeah. I might not get super wasted, whatever it is. So I gotta kind of check myself, and and I'm not getting any younger. And and you know what? I, I definitely have backed off a lot. I've turned to other situations, which are herbal, um, but that's that is the, the CBD. I yeah, mean, yeah, know. that's 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 where I'm at. CBD. It definitely it, it, it I would rather be on on something like that opposed to drinking. Yeah, now, I'm having a drink today because uh, I tried. I felt like it. Cool. And part of my whole deal is is like. If I tell myself I can't do something, I'm still with that ethos. Oh, of, for sure. Fuck it, I have. To, sure. I can do whatever I, I want. Yeah. So I, I, you know, I do use that day to time shit. Today I'm not going to do that. Today I don't feel like that. Tomorrow, if I want, if I do feel like that, I'm going to do it. And then I, if the next day I don't, I won't. Right. You know, and um, and that's still from 20 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> I've taken so much away from that man, and uh, my sister, uh, she's been in, in, in rehab and, and all this other shit. And it's funny because. We're like the Black Sheets family. We get along so well. But she understands that. And it, it means so much when somebody understands the whole deal. So, But 20 years, bro, that's monumental. Very cool. Dude, it seems like yesterday. Some people are not Honestly, even married 20 fucking years. I've never been married longer than a year. So, And that's three times. But, you know, who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, so, hey, you know what? Uh, we're going to wrap it up. Uh, hold on. I have to say this. What? <laughs> oh, shit. Look at this beautiful shirt. Oh, my fucking shirt. These are the so three shots of sobriety cool. t-shirts. Break in the chains. Three shots on the back. Yes. Listen, you guys hit up Steve if you want a t-shirt. They're only $96. That's all. That's it. Actually, there's, I've there's reduced no the price. There's no markup. For $69 for women. <laughs> Is there a 69 that has to go with that, though? Well, there could be. <laughs> all depends on the woman. Check it out. He's got some, he's got some great merch coming out. So please, please look forward to that, guys. Thank you. Uh, you know, um, finally we got this uh, done. Um, hopefully we'll uh, get the, the other episode with me on yes. Three Shots of Honesty. Yes. Before you, I'm so you know old, what? I forget I, I everything. You, dude, I, I want you to come on to the next show 
And we have somebody coming on that I think would compliment you amazingly. Really? And I'd like to branch out and do a four-person um, interview with this because here's why. Our good well, you didn't run that across me yet. Well, but here's why. Oh, shit. I'm doing it right We're, now. No. We're no. Live. He's not the, doing it right now, Steve. The we still have to talk about this. No. No. Claudine. I, I know. I know. I know. That would be a great... I know. We've decided... We'll talk about it with you. No. We'll talk about it with you offline. Three people is the maximum. That really? We, really? On our we only have three mics. Four. It's, but, it's but, 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 but down the road, you need to have this lady on your show. Yeah. We'll, we'll hook you guys up. This, She's awesome. Let me just, let me give you a teaser. <laughs> I sold her husband a motorcycle and I had no idea who she was. She comes in and basically the, the cliff notes of this is she is a cannabis guru. Okay. Her dad was like a literally like chong. She helps a lot of okay. people who have addiction. So what wow. she does is yeah. she takes people who have addiction and she will slowly wean them off of with, with cannabis withdrawal free. Or there's a different drug that with, she uses that's not like the typical sort of. It's a natural. It's a natural drug. Kratoms. Oh, wow. I forget what it's Kratoms. 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 It's Kratoms. Kratoms. I don't know something Anyway, she is doing amazing things oh, so with awesome. recovery by using CBD and of course cannabis, but to wean people off uh, withdrawal free. Wow. And um, she's making the specific strains for specific types of withdrawals. She made a CBD for her grandson. He like broke his arm and it was like gummy bears that the kid could take. The lady's amazing. Really awesome. And we got to hook you up because she would be amazing on that show. Awesome. Yes. So yeah. we'll work that out. All right. Glad you got that out there. That'll so, work. As you were saying, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Put a bow on I'll just you, go home. Okay. You do know who the fucking ass is, right? Uh, of course I do. Okay. Can you show everybody my balls or in your purse? <laughs> you know, I had to go through my ex's purse and I found mine finally. I have her purse the day she was arrested going to we jail. We all know that your big ass it. balls won't fit in my purse. Let's Are honest. they that big? They're fucking Come on, now. Here's the thing that's fucked I up. I need a duffel bag. This is my them. opinion. Wow. This is my opinion. We all know about frame of reference, right? So my balls are fucking humongous and my penis is not. Well, that's the so problem. So it's worse. So it makes it look even smaller than it is because my balls are so fucking big. Yeah. Like if you were to see my balls, like, that guy's got a four right. dick. No, I don't. And my balls are okay. so big. Well, right. it's what it is. is They're pulling the dick back in because of the weight. That's true. You, understand? you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I do. It's if all, I lose 10 it's pounds, physics. it's another inch. It's physics. It's, another, yeah, it is. Yeah. it's, it's science. Dude. I get it. It's physics. <laughs> you know, straight up. Let's get on that. Oh, I'm, uh, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> we're going to wrap it up here. And, you know, uh, again, thank you, uh, Travis and Monique from Three Shots of Honesty. Or should I say Monique and Travis, seeing how we can see who's yeah. the... We know who runs shit. We know who runs we the shit. Um, from Three Shots <laughs> of Honesty. You got to tune in and listen to them. They're hilarious. They have fairly good guests. You know, I'm still waiting to go. No, they have great guests. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm anxious to go back and do the next episode. And uh, I'm making NASCAR nachos today. So, you know, I'll eat them all by myself. Oh, well, you know. But, I think uh, we got some time on the clock. But, uh, <laughs> hey, guys, thank you so much. Uh, thank, thank you so much for having us, dude. I'm blessed. And thanks for watching the show. Yes. A different side thank of ourselves you. that and we normally get to. So. And thank you. The pod's um, amazing, by the way, bro. Really loving is. it. I'm, I'm, I'm having a great time. Yes. I'm proud, man. Thank you. So, uh, uh, hopefully, uh, I'll be doing another podcast. I'll probably be doing a Keeping It Real here probably in the next couple of days before I go out to L.A. And uh, then I'm going to get some other guests, and we're going to do uh, another episode. And thank you all for listening, watching. Remember, like, share, 
subscribe. Hit the bell. Hit the bell. Thank you.